Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick. Today, we continue with Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 10. Then we were within the threshold of the door, not used by those souls whose ill love wants to make the twisted way seem straight. And it sounded so that I sensed it closed again. And if I had turned my eyes to it, what wounded state would dare excuse my fault? We were climbing up a cloven rock, whose fissure wandered to the one side and the other, such as the wave that subsides and swells back. Here we must employ a bit of art, commenced my leader, in keeping close, now here, now there, along the parted wall. And this made our steps so meager, that the lessening moon had first rejoined its bed and slipped into repose, before we were out of that needle's eye. But when we were free and up in the open, where the mountain draws back upon itself, both of us worn and uncertain of our way, we rested upon a terrace more lonely than a street through the desert. From its rim, which ends in empty space, to the foot of the high bank that simply ascends, would measure three times a man's body, and as much as my eye could rise in flight, now to the left and now to the right flank, this cornice still appeared thus to me. There above we'd not yet set foot, when I saw that that surrounding bank, so steep that none would dare ascend, was of pure white marble, and adorned of such engraving that not even Polycletus or nature could have scorned it. The angel who came to earth with the decree of peace so many years wished in weeping, which opened heaven from its long enclosure, appeared before us now engraved in such veracity and with such delicate features that it seemed no silent image. One would have sworn that he said Ave, for there too was her image who turned the key to open the highest love, and in her visage was impressed the message Ecce Ancilla Dei, plainly as a figure sealed in wax. Don't hold your mind to one place alone, said the sweet master, who stood to that side of me where people's hearts are held. At which I moved my sight and saw, thereafter, Mary, on that slope where he who moved me remains, another story embossed on the rock, at which I crossed Virgil and pressed near that my eyes might be better disposed to receive it. There engraved in the same marble were the cart and the oxen, drawing the sacred ark feared by men not meant for its office. Before it appeared people, and all so separated in seven choruses, that of two of my senses the one said no, the other, yes, they sing. In a similar way at the fumes of the incense there envisioned, The eyes and the nose were set to discord, the one to yes, and the other to no. The humble psalmist leapt in love's dance preceding the blessed vessel, and was in that case both more and less than king. Against him, figured at a vista of a grand palace, Mishal marveled as a lady sad and spiteful. I moved my feet from the place where I stood to see another story nearer, its whiteness shining from behind Mishal. There was told the high glory of the Roman prince, the one whose valor moved Gregory to his grand victory. I speak of Trajan the emperor, 
and the one little widow at his bridal, attesting to her grief in tears. About him all seemed trodden down and flooded with cavalry, and the eagles in gold over him seemed moving on the wind. Among all these, the miserable little woman said, Lord, give me vengeance for my murdered son, for I pour my heart out for him. And he responded to her, Now wait until I return. And she, My Lord, as someone full freighted with sorrow, if you do not return? And he, He who will be where I am will do it for you. And she, What does the other's goodness do if you're oblivious of yours? At which he, Now be comforted, for I ought to resolve my debt to you before I depart. Justice wills, and pity holds me back. He who sees nothing new produced this visible speech, new to us as not found here on earth. While I was delighting in the sight of images of such humility, sweeter still to see for their maker, the poet murmured, Behold the many people there, who pass but with measured steps. These will send us to the upward stair. My eyes, which were content to marvel, turned toward him without delay to see such novelties as sound in dreams. I wish not, reader, that you should despair of the good proposed for hearing how God wills that the debt be paid. Dwell not on the form of the martyrdom. Consider what succeeds it. Consider that at worst it cannot run beyond the grand sentence. I commenced. Master, those that I watch move toward us seem not to be people, though I know not what so delirious is my sight. And he to me, the grave condition of their torment twists them toward the earth, so that my own eyes looked at first uncertainly. But fix your gaze there, and let sight shear that which goes below from the stones. Now you may see how each one strikes himself. O proudest Christians, miserable wastes, who, sickened in the sights of the mind, place their faith in backward steps, don't you see that we're born worms to form the angelic butterflies who flutter to justice unfettered? What makes your soul float on high, when you are as that molded in defect, such as the worm that fails in its formation? As to sustain a gable or roof, as a corbel at times is seen in a figure whose knees are joined to its chest, which makes true rancor arise of that not true in him who sees it, so were those I saw when I saw them well. It's true they were more or less contorted according to what they bore on their backs, and he who had most patience in his face seemed to say, weeping, I can't any more. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 11.